Good morning, Dr. Suling Howard. Good morning, Patricia Ann. You are living here in Killaloo, but you're originally from Malaysia, I think. That's right. Yeah, I'm from Malaysia, and I've been in Killaloo for the last 11 years. My goodness, well, that's fantastic. And we're going to talk today about the Chinese New Year. Okay. Because I think that's that part of your own heritage. That's right. So I'm actually a Malaysian Chinese. Like in Malaysia, we have uh, different races living together. The majority will be the Malays. The second largest group will be the Chinese. And the third group will be the Indians and other races. So but we can still keep our own traditions and customs. So we celebrate the Chinese New Year and other Chinese festivities as well. So it's a truly diverse society that you are living in in your home country. Yes, it's, it's a blend of different cultures. And the interesting thing is that uh, we all get along very well, especially uh, the, the different types of food that we eat. So there's not one household that has uh, only one kind of uh, decorations on the walls, but we have a blend of different types of decorations and we eat different types of food. That's most interesting. So you're going to tell me today about what happens in Chinese New Year. And we know that this year, 2022, is the year of the water tiger. Yeah, that's right. So in the Chinese, uh, what do you call the astronomy cycle, there are actually 12 different animals and uh, each animal comes around only once in every 12 years. And the water tiger comes around once in 60 years. So we have uh, uh, five kinds of elements in uh, Jomensi, and that is water, metal, fire, wood, and earth. So the water tiger symbolizes uh, resilience, strength, prosperity, and uh, going forward. I think that is very uh, appropriate for this season, especially what we have been through for the last two years. Yes, it really is, especially resilience is a wonderful a gift that we hope the year will bring us, and prosperity also. Um, when is Chinese New Year celebrated? You mentioned there about every 12 years the, the different animals come round, and the tiger is only once in every 60 years. Every 12 years. Every 12 years. Yeah. And when, how long does the actual, as it were, feast of Chinese New Year last? Okay, it lasts for 15 days. It usually starts uh, the first... Uh, new moon, okay, new moon after winter, and then it ends on the full moon. That means like this year, it starts on 1st February, and it will end on the 15th of February. So what we do is we celebrate even the night before, and that is the New Year's Eve, and then we celebrate it with a reunion dinner. And that is very important because the children will come back to the parents' house, even if they live very far away. And uh, normally they will plan their trip a few weeks before the New Year to avoid the traffic jam. Sure. I suppose, though, with COVID restrictions, that has made it very difficult for families to celebrate in the normal way. So perhaps they find other ways of coming together. Correct. So some of the families, they just uh, have the parents. And then if you're married, you have your own families. So you celebrate with your own families and you don't go back to your parents' house. That's that's very sensible with everything that's been going on. And you were mentioning there that uh, the, the significance of the water tiger and the gifts or the 
I suppose the attributes that are associated with it. Can you give us a little bit more information about those? For example, the metal. Um, what does what does that mean? Does okay, that so there are different elements. Now, I personally am a Christian, so I don't believe in that. But there are many people who do. So different elements will reflect uh, different things that will happen in the country to yourself or to your family. So it depends on. Um, whether you are you know going to be in good health whether you're going to get lots of money you know things like that mm. so the water tiger uh, will symbolize something like uh, there's something good something positive so it's like a, a comeback from uh, something somewhere that we don't want to go yes well, certainly yeah. i think we've all been through that and you very kindly brought today some of the objects, let's say, that you would use to celebrate Chinese New Year. Can you tell us about those and describe them to our listeners? Right. The first uh, thing that I have here is actually the Chinese New Year card. We send out cards, right, before the New Year. It's just like for Christmas, we send out Christmas cards. But this is getting uh, quite rare these days because people go online and they send um, online greetings. But uh, I'm still very traditional, so some, I still send out the cards and we also have this red packet over here. Now the red packet is uh, given out to anyone who visits the home during the 15 days of the Chinese New Year. So inside the red packet, we will put some money. It could be, can be one euro or 10 euro, it's up to you. And it's given to anyone who is single. So even if you are 100 years old and you visit me in my house and you are single, I will give you that red packet. This is supposed to be for good luck and uh, for your happiness. And does the happiness involve finding a partner or it's a loved good. one or a yeah. lover? Or? That's right. Very good. So, Patricia, <laughs> and you brought up a good point about finding a partner. Now, that actually happens on the 15th day, on the last day of the Chinese New Year, where anybody who's single should go to a bridge and uh, just stand on, on the bridge and with a basket of oranges, right? So oranges are again very symbolic because of the color. Orange is uh, a bit reddish, so that means good luck, right? Red is luck. And also oranges uh, in Chinese, the word itself means um, prosperity and wealth. So if you're single, you should go up to the bridge and over here we have the Killaloo Bridge. So you just take the oranges and you throw into the river. <laughs> and with every orange that you throw, then you can just make a wish. Say that, uh, please let me have a wonderful partner this year. Oh. <laughs> well, it sounds like a charming custom altogether. And uh, I think perhaps the bridge will be quite busy now that people hear this this morning. <laughs> And last but by no means least, you have a most beautiful uh, ornament, I would call it, yeah. which is like a little um, hexagonal shaped uh, red satin with beautiful gold embroidery on it and other embroidery and a whole chain of underneath of what I think you told me are firecrackers. Yes. And there. what is this about? Okay, firecrackers. Firecrackers play a very major role in uh, celebrating Chinese New Year, especially when you're a child, it is a wonderful experience. And uh, the richer you are, 
you will buy a very long string of firecrackers and then you hang up uh, on your window and someone will light it from uh, the ground floor and the sound is tremendous as the firecrackers go off. So this actually originates from a story way back in China. There used to be a monster, like a Loch Ness monster, right? And the monster is called Nian. So Nian, the sound of it is the same as year, like New Year, okay? So this monster would terrorize the villagers. And one day the villagers got together, they got bamboo, and they stuffed the bamboo with gunpowder. Remember, gunpowder was invented in China. So they put the gunpowder inside the bamboo and they lit the gunpowder. So, you know, bamboo with gunpowder, off it went with a huge bang. And so the Nian monster was so frightened, it fled and it never came back. So every year they would light the firecrackers, even until now. So of course, some countries have banned this because of the danger fire hazard but I do know that some countries they still have this and it is great fun because when I was young and I would cycle to school now after the celebrations when you cycle to school the roads will be paved with red paper that is from the firecrackers that have been burnt and it's all red so the whole road will be beautifully uh, paved with red papers. It sounds absolutely beautiful and I'm thinking about this. Is this hung, maybe a very silly question, is it hung outside the house? Yes, it's hung outside the house. You can hang it from your window, you can hang it from a tree or any high place. And uh, most of the shopping malls in Malaysia would be very high and they can hang it as high as they can. So the higher it is, the more, you know, the the greater is the surprise and the louder the noise. (laughs) Really spectacular to be looking at yeah that's terrific and we also have the lion dance and this goes together with the firecrackers so normally if you have a lion dance you will expect the firecrackers so the lion dance of course is against symbolic lion is strength and is supposed to ward off all the bad things that have happened in the past and ward off the things that have happened that will happen in the future and is the lion dance performed by people who are in the costume of a lion? or Right, the people ah, are yeah. under the, the, let's call it the lion costume or the yes. lion dress. So someone will be in the part of the head and will carry the head, which is the heaviest. And there will be another fella behind and he's all bent over. And I think that's a very difficult to job. Form the back yeah. Of, yes. So uh-huh. they, will, they will prance around and they will try to... Um, like, like, like the person who invites who invites the lion dancers, they will put some oranges on the ground or on a stool, and the lion will try to eat the oranges. What it means is that the like the person inside will collect the oranges through the mouth of the lion, peel the oranges inside the lion costume, and then present the insides of the orange and give it out to all the children. Oh, the lovely tradition. Yeah. And that happens on the 15th. I know, that happens any day. All, all through? Yeah, all through. And what about is the 15th? Is there a special festival? Yeah, the on the 15th, end? that's the, the end of the new year. Oh. Uh, we will have another big feast 
Now, food is extremely important in our culture. So we will be cooking, you know. But sometimes, like nowadays, you can get very tired cooking for big families. So normally we'll just uh, eat out. We'll go to a restaurant. We pre-book it. Of course, the prices that day will be twice the normal prices. Of course, because yeah. of the feast. Because of the feast. Yeah. So everything will be more expensive, but it will be great fun. Mm, sounds like it. Well, it's really made me want to visit and see it in its, in its native habitat kind of yeah. thing. It would be great. I know that it is celebrated in Dublin. Oh, yes, it is. It is celebrated in major cities oh. and anywhere where there are people of Chinese origin. So even if you are in Vietnam, Korea or America or England, so and you have a Chinatown, normally they will celebrate that. Sounds like something really spectacular, something yeah. to enjoy. Mm. And of course, it doesn't fall on the same date every year. No, it follows the lunar calendar. Mm -hmm. So every year, it could be any time within uh, January or February. Oh, yeah. Okay, and uh, another important thing to note is that on the first day of Chinese New Year, you shouldn't sweep your floor. Yeah, every all the cleaning should be done before the new year. You call it spring cleaning, and on the first day you do not sweep the floor because you'll be sweeping away the good luck. Ah, it's so interesting. The balance of good and bad luck seems to be very much part of it. Yes, and all the kind of rituals really that are in place to keep away bad luck. Yes, I think we need to be paying attention to those at the moment. <laughs> and then one more thing, you know, just now I can remember. Now one of the delicacies that we eat during the new year. It's a kind of a sticky cake, like the sticky toffee pudding. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, and that has an interesting story because some of the households, they have a little altar in the kitchen for the kitchen god. Okay. The god, because they believe in the different different types of gods. So, of course, the, the, the big man upstairs is called the Jade Emperor. So, every year, the kitchen god will go back to the heavens to uh, report to the Jade Emperor what has been happening in your household. So by uh, serving the kitchen god or, or putting on the altar a little bit of a toffee pudding, we call Nian Kao, we put it there and uh, it's used like an offering. So what happens is that the kitchen god, his teeth will be all glued and stuck. So when he goes back to heaven, he can't say anything bad about your household. That's a clever idea. Yeah? Oh, there's some lovely, lovely stories associated with it too. Really, very interesting. So I'd like to thank you, uh, Su Ling, for taking the time to come and talk to me today and telling us about those wonderful traditions. And in addition to your own um, culture, you're also the president of the International Women's Organization. Yes, that's right. So, yeah. Yeah. So we haven't, I think normally in that organization, you would celebrate with a lunch or something, isn't it? Correct. That? Yeah. We have been celebrating for many years now. Mm -hmm. We'll go out for a lunch with all the women from the International Women's Organization in Limerick. But uh, for the last two years, we haven't been able to do that. Mm -hmm. So we hope to be able to do that next year. I hope so indeed. And return to traditions generally. Thank you so much, Suling. Thank you very much, Patricia Ann.